Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we reviewed the loss at home against Real Sociedad, along with the trophy celebration. More importantly, we look at the pairing of Dembele and Rafinha, and also how do we approach these final matches. We get into those topics after our message from NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com Barca. Now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Craig. Happy Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, on Friday, Remy had a really good episode talking about how we want to approach these last matches 
I thought that was going to be a good topic to talk about to kind of piggyback what he said, mm -hmm. especially, you know, we lose at home against Real Sociedad two to one, kind of a volatile game of kind of performance, attack, chemistry, all the things. I mean, we're going to talk about that, but let's let's kind of get into the first thing and we want to dive dive into a little bit of the Rafinha Dembele talk because in our WhatsApp group mm. during the match, it was going off the chart about this. And, you know, we've we've had mixed feelings through Dembele's career about him and so forth. And now we have Rafinha, who's almost kind of the same type of profile where we're still on the fence, off the fence and so forth. But my, I want to start right off with this, Craig, because they've been playing the whole season. We are now in May, so there's no excuses of not enough games under the belt and whatnot. But every time I watch the three of them, this includes Lewandowski, I feel as though they are meeting for the first time on the pitch. What mm -hmm. say you about that? Do you get the same feeling? Um, Yeah, a little. I feel like Rafinha and Lewandowski are getting a little bit closer in terms of having some some symmetry in terms of thought. I think it's it's quite difficult, I think, to pin down what the faults are. I think it's kind of... We all know it. We all know there's a problem, but we, we, we don't quite know what that is. It's kind of, you know, when you go to a restaurant and the meal doesn't taste well, but because because you didn't see it being cooked, you don't know what it could be. It feels a little bit like that, that just, there's just something not quite there. And I think my biggest area of concern isn't them as individuals, because I think inherently they're all they're all talented footballers. My problem is that we're going to have to get some level of of settling or of stability might be a better word. Settling implies something different. I'm, but we need, we, need, we need to get some stability and start playing with them. And I just don't know if you can trust Dembele to hold up enough, Rafinha to be on form enough to actually get a solid trident there. But it's it's frustrating because it's just not quite there, is it? It's just broken enough to not be effective. Yeah, and I, and I agree. It's... You know, let's let's break down Dembele because you know these past two seasons, Dembele has played the most matches in his Barca career, and he's been a little bit more consistent. Obviously, he had injuries again this season, mm. but he's played 22 matches, five goals scored, five assists in La Liga, about 1,200 minutes played. And I just still, I don't know, man. I you get the glimpses, right? Like last night, you get the glimpses where he dribbles between three players, he holds it up enough, and all he has to do is just do the simple release back and he just can't do that, you know? And it's always that kind of idea where he gives you the, the two ahs and then you're like, oh man, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I just, I'm still, after all this time, you know, we're talking what, his sixth season here at Barcelona almost? I'm, I don't know what I want from him. And mm -hmm. I want him to be more consistent, right? With the passing, holding the ball, not losing the ball. But again, I just I get so frustrated watching him because I don't see enough goals for me to warn him to stay. I, I'm 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 really on the fence about this. And the only reason I bring this up is because last night, you know, watching them play, the three of them, I just, you know, Dembele comes short, they pass long. He comes short to the right, they pass it to the left. Like there's all this mm -hmm. kind of miscommunication. And Craig, I just it just seems to me as they don't practice enough or they just don't on the same page at all. It's every counter is a lost ball, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is really frustrating. And I think there is an element, of course, that Lewandowski's new. Um, 
you know, it does take time to settle. He's played one similar style of football for so long. He's also Pachichi, right? So I think yeah. I think Lewandowski's yeah. had a he's had a hell of a lot of stake for someone that's going to win the Pachichi. And yeah, as we discussed yesterday, you know, it's going to be the lowest in theory. It's going to be the lowest uh, winning. Uh, Pachichi season since 2000 and 2001, but he ultimately is still objectively better than any other striker in the league this season. But I think, you know, he's going to take time to adapt. I think the, the if I was in his shoes, or if I was his agent, or if I was banging his drum, I'd be saying, how do you expect me to get into a rhythm with players who I don't think know, they don't know what they're doing? Yeah. Like, I think Dembele second guesses himself to the point where how can you possibly mirror that? I do think Rafinha has been a little bit more refined in the last few games. And I think... His ability to cross a ball is incredible. I thought that the relationship between Rafinha and Dembele yesterday was, it was just off. Every pass was overhit. It wasn't quite there. Um, but I think Rafinha and Lewandowski are getting there. For me, I think Rafinha is someone we can sell. And I think on that basis, I would let him go. However, if we were to keep him, I wouldn't be overly upset. I think... He's been frustrating this season, but he's also shown glimpses. So I think if there's a reason that we either don't need to or can't sell him, another season will be interested. I know Graham Hunter on the on the UK feed uh, yesterday was saying that he believes Rafinha is going to be a genuine superstar in the future. And you know who am I to argue with the great man? I, I don't see it myself yet, but he's in. I you know, I, I would back his opinion over mine, I suppose. Yeah, well. um, but I, I certainly have a lot more patience with Rafinha. I think Dembele yesterday showed, to your point exactly why why he frustrates me which is that you know it's all well and good doing the glamour but you you ultimately need to give me an end product and, and you aren't doing that and the only thing that jumped out to me other than frustration and that to your point yeah I would get rid of him if someone wants to come and take him off us is that the only thing we haven't really tried with Dembele is playing him as a 10 we know we need a 10 he's creative he can mm. beat a man I don't trust him across a ball can I trust him to centrally pass the ball through 10 yards? Maybe. I wonder if he's the 10 that we're missing. Okay. I don't okay. Think he gets okay. There, okay, by the okay. 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 I like this. I like this a lot mm. because just the aspect of his left and right foot ability, right? Mm -hmm. That he can do both. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Here we're onto something here. I like this idea better than putting him on, on an Island on the left or the right, because now all of a sudden, he can beat people 1v1, just like you said. He'll actually do it, right? He's probably mm -hmm. maybe the only player that we have in that part that can want to do it. But on top of that, if he beats the one, then the defense collapses and he can just dish it off to Lewandowski or Rafinha. There you go, pish, pash, posh, goal, right, essentially. Now, th again, this is part of the quote-unquote experiments that I would like to see it now with that we've already won the La Liga. I mean, this would be a very interesting one. I think yeah. – I, we've we've never even I've never even thought of that. That is, that is something spicy, though, Craig. I like it because, mm -hmm. like you said, he can go up the middle. He likes to drive up the middle. He can kind of. I mean, I would say maybe the lack of distribution to the left and right is maybe the fault here. But you're trying to gain that one v one advantage where he can take people and make that defense scared. Yep. Really quick on on Rafinha's stats, really quick. So, 33 mat La Liga matches played, seven goals, seven assists. I mean, those are pretty, you know, really respectable numbers and. You know, let's say we we don't experiment with uh, Dembele with the 10. I'd kind mm. of be op more open to sell Dembele rather than Rafinha. Just because just because of the matches played, Rafinha has showed more consistency to be healthy, even though it's been his first season. I think I, as, you know, as a person watching this team, I think I have a little bit more patience with Rafinha rather than Dembele. I've already exhausted everything with Dembele. Yeah. We've already seen, I think, the best that he can do. And I think we can get some value off of him 
unless we see something dazzling if he ever did play for the 10. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be very mm-hmm. interesting. Again, seven goals, seven assists. You look at that on paper, that's a great season for any type of winger. But like I said, I, I feel in this season he's just come up short in the big matches where we needed a big performance. Yeah. And also I think, you know, I, I don't, Carlos in our Patreon group is going to hate this, but sometimes I just don't feel he's – Brazilian enough for me you know he doesn't have that you know what I'm talking about that that Brazilian (laughs) flair 1v1 to take someone on you know it's never I never feel when he has the 1v1 that he's going to clearly beat them you know like Neymar Mm -hmm. used to right or Ronaldinho that type of you know kind of samba dance move one 1v over you know Vinicius essentially as well Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Rafinha it's just more very kind of direct two moves and go which is fine but again I think in this situation if I had to choose I think I would sell Dembele yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would too. For for all the reasons that you've outlined, I think. Yeah, he's. I think he's peaked at Barcelona. I think it's going to take something exceptional for him not to. Um, I think on the Rafinha one, it's really interesting because you're saying I don't think he's Brazilian enough. Yeah, I think his attempt to be a cliched Brazilian footballer actually makes him worse. I think the best of Rafinha is when he does a step over and crosses the ball. Yeah, does it does something and shoots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think actually what he tries to do is almost regress a little bit into that into that cliche. Um, and so, but again, he's a young player. And that's the other thing that, that strikes me about Rafinha is that it feels like there's a there's a ceiling there that we haven't hit yet. And, and I, I feel like with Dembele that he's going to, you know, he might have a bit of an Indian summer and, you know, we'll see a, a flash of brilliance for a little while. But I kind of feel like he, yeah, he's already on the, on the way back down a little bit. And that's really yeah. harsh. Because you know he's, he also is still reasonably young, but you know I just don't I just don't see it, and I think them two certainly I just don't think them two can play together. I think you can carry one of them as in a formation. I don't mean carry that sure, they're always sure, a burden. Sure. I mean I mean I think you can play one of them, but I think fundamentally it skews what we do both sides because if you can't guarantee decent levels of production down both wings, the way we play, you just you know we, we're relying on fullbacks to go and become you know proxy proxy attacking forwards and don't think that works so i think chavi has got a real a real dilemma on his hands with them positions especially if we're looking to bring messi in or in fact any other player that sits Correct. in that in that forward line is that you know you can you can you afford to put another one in and carry the players that we have across the line minus Lewandowski? you know i, I would say that genuinely minus him every single other person is is expendable which is that gonna is that gonna happen that we you know people come in and take all of these spare parts off us quickly? Probably not. Is it gonna yeah. be a fire sale end of the window? Probably. Therefore, Correct. how do you plan? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the same old story with Barcelona. Essentially, we never mm-hmm. have uh, a straightforward plan at the beginning where we just start making these signings at the beginning. But um, you know, just really kind of just finishing off on this on these two players. You know, I think the next step that I want to see Rafinha, he knows now what it takes to be a Barca player, the stress, the pressures. Uh, you know, we've seen him kind of unravel a couple times to getting subbed out. He definitely needs to mature because he's 26. You know, it's one thing if he was 19, you could say, okay, you know, he's a little immature there, but 26, he's been around the block now. And what I want to see for him, if he does stay at Barca for the next season, I just want some more consistency. Now, he had seven goals, seven assists. You know, I want to see, you know, this type of output every third game type of thing. That is where Mm. the consistency will come because, you know, ultimately in this system of this 4-3-3, he has a lot of width, especially at the Camp Nou, where he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And he should, like, I want to see his assist up more in double digits, you know, 15, that type of thing, because, 
you know, if you're an attacking player, this is the ideal situation, especially if you're a winger and cross the ball as well as Rafinha to be able to connect on opening attackers to 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 get those goals. So that's the thing I'm going to look forward next season if he stays at Barcelona. Like I said, yeah. I think I I think just from the health standpoint of being available, you know, that is something to being a professional. You know, you have to be available for those matches. So I would definitely lean towards team Rafinha for for that for sure. Um, All right. So Remy brought up this topic, which I thought was an interesting topic on Friday about how do we approach these games? And we both saw the Man City game this afternoon where Mm -hmm. basically Pep, uh, you know, emptied out the whole bench and they were able to get a really good, strong performance to get the win. And last night we had ours and it was kind of, you know, Pedro and Gabi didn't start. You know, we had a mix of players, but it already seems and which kind of troubles me because you know, these players are still young and I just feel like they're already on the banquet tour already because in the first, I don't know what, 60 minutes, they just looked as though they were going through the motions and, you know, especially Kunde, I think Kunde needed a day off as well. Uh, just, we just looked at lackadaisical and I, and I, I don't know how we should approach it because on one end, I want Xavi to experiment, try these different ideas, formations, you know, player settings and stuff. And then on the other end, I don't see Xavi doing that at all. Yeah. and. It's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario for Chavi. So I think what he has to do is come up with an idea and stick with it, what he does for these next three games. I genuinely could not care if we lose 4-0 in the next three games and we've played formations that would make the eyes bleed because he just wants to see what, what we can do. Whereas what I think we had yesterday was a kind of halfway house between we'll change it a bit but we're not really changing it a bit because yeah you know we're, we're trying a little bit different but all we're doing is the things that we've panicked in the past and done so yeah. putting Valdate right back and stuff I think there's an element of some players needing a rest and there's an element of some players needing to either go and prove themselves or be in the shop window so for example if you look at Kessier for example I see total logic in playing him even though I don't believe it helps us future plan Basically, he's got three games, in my opinion, to say, right, you're worth hanging around or we're going to try and ship you off. I think Ferran probably is someone that I'd like to see get the same mentality. But at the same time, and I think he's the he's the easy uh, example of it at the minute, but why is Pablo Torre not getting minutes? Correct, correct. Presumably, we're not sending him anywhere. If we are, we're doing a terrible job of marketing him unless someone's already in and said, look, do us a favour, let us take him off your hands for two million more than you want him. Why aren't we playing him? So what I would like to see is commit to the next three games and say, right, either we give kids a run and Testegen, I know you got your record, mate, but you don't need to play. We need to see what the other keepers can do. You say to Balde, you're a superstar. Do you know what? Go on holiday. You've picked the trophy up now. Just just go on holiday. Gavi, same. Pedri, same. Go and have three weeks in Miami, lads. Go and watch some basketballs. Play off season. Go enjoy yourself. But then saying to someone like Sergio Roberto, Right. Go and show leadership. Show leadership when you don't have these players around you. Go and show why you need to be in this squad. Everyone says you're this Swiss Army knife. Go and prove it. Say to Jordi Alba, you've got a farewell to her. Go and play. Go and show what you can do. So I think we need to do one of those two things. What I don't think we can do, which I think will happen, is keep playing the same players that we've ran into the ground for 35 games? 35 yeah. games now? Um, and expect it not to be what we saw yesterday, which is they've, they've hit their objectives. They've got themselves over the line. They've all played loads of minutes and it's going to be pedestrian and boring. There's a phrase I put it in the WhatsApp group. There's a phrase in, Eng- in England um, 
that only ever gets used on football podcasts, really, but it is a technical phrase. But it's like, you know, after the Lord's Mayor, after the Lord's Mayor's Parade, which basically means you have this big high and then you've got to trundle on. I think you'll see that with City in the next game. You know, today was a big event. It was a big sure. party for them, similar to what we should have had. Uh, and, and, and I think the next one will be poor, but strange yesterday. Un- understandable, but just weird, weird atmosphere. And in fairness, Saucy Dad played really well. You know, tell, tell me your thoughts. I've rambled there. Yeah, no, I... I'm just, I'm, I guess it's just, it, yesterday was really a microcosm of the season, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know how to gauge this team because, you know, they put the table on last night, you know, and it was like 14 points. I'm just like, wow, like any other season, you're like, that is a walk in the park. We were mm-hmm. clearly the best team. No questions asked. And when we look back at this season, I just I don't I don't know how we got here. <laughs> it's like I, I, no. it's it's pretty crazy because for all we saw Real Madrid do going into the semis and so forth, like in all of that, they have just won Copa del Rey and they're 14 points behind us. And I, and I just I it, to me it's such a weird weird season. And like you said earlier in the in the, in the podcast, Lewandowski wins the Pichichi or is going to, mm-hmm. but like. I cannot remember him really scoring that many goals. You know, it's just like one of those things. It's like, and so last night watching them play, you know, I expected them to to kind of have that performance, especially with the mishmash of the lineup. But like you said, I think for me going forward, I want to see the young players. I want to see these players really going after it because like you said, this is your, these are the last three matches for you to kind of put on your mixtape, you know, and mm-hmm. show what you can do, especially like players like Ansu Fati, Ferran Torres. I want to see Pablo Torres. Like that excites me to watch it. I do not want to see another kind of output last night where people are just kind of, you know, sleepwalking through the motions. Yeah. And I, and I don't think you can blame those players that have ground this out for however long. There's players that, I mean, Kessie yesterday, if that wasn't an opportunity, I don't know what was. Like, and yeah. I, I was thinking last night, I really rate him, but I don't know why. Because he scored goals in weird moments and he played. No, I don't I mean, think that's it. Know? I don't, I'm, I'm not a player. If if it was about scoring big goals in isolated moments, Sergio Roberto gets a statue next to Kabbalah. Outside <laughs> true, that's true, not a true, thing true, that true, massively true. endears me to people. Like Jeff and Suarez. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say more. Goals, but... I was going to say more about this season in particular where, you know, he kind of grew into his role to kind of, come in when players were injured, mm. especially Pedri, did well and scored big goals. And I think in that kind did of cluster he? against like, Madrid. I, 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 feel, I feel like that's how I saw it. But then I was thinking about it last night, thinking, but did he though? Like if I go back and I do a review, am I going to be shocked by going, he wasn't actually as good as I thought he was? Just because I was swept up and we were grinding these results. Yeah, out. And yeah. I think there's a few players that I think when we look back, when this is all said and done and we go back and review highlights when we're bored and there's no football on, we'll be like, actually, they either had a better or worse season than I thought. Like, to me, Koundé has been pretty average this season, but then he's been played out of position a lot. And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'll probably go back and say, minus yesterday, I probably go, actually, I was really harsh to you or, or whatever. I'm not sure, but... I found yesterday strange, and I think there'll be some players like Ansu Fati, for example, that the club clearly want rid of. So I wouldn't play him because if he gets injured, his value plummets, we're probably done. Mm. But some players, I think you just have to give them a run. And and I just think we need we need to see a little bit more of a little bit more of that from Chavi. Be a bit adventurous. Like Yeah. You know, wonder I think when he when he first came in and he was like, You've got to play a certain way, and then he then he became pragmatic and won, right? And I'd rather we won. Surely now is the time to say, right, I needed to get this league won. You're welcome. Now I'm going to go and play attacking football. And if we lose 5-1, ah, case 
we've gone and played well. And I want to see that because the pressure's off now. Yeah, 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 for sure. But again, I, you know, I go just looking back at this season and you know this idea of attacking football. You know, I just, I just can't remember the last time where we full throttled, we're just dancing around, you know, going shot after shot and and having a good time. And you know what I'm talking about? Like you know when you played 100%. and you and you had those matches where you won five nothing, you dominated, you were having so much fun, you had so many shots, you should have had a hat trick here. And this, it's like I don't, that hasn't happened in such a long time with this team. And I don't know if it's just like, this is what I want to see those experiments because try it out, you know, try these things out. You know, we were kind of joking in the WhatsApp group. It's like, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to add a little bit more water to the pancake matter. Oh my God. Wow. What a, what a- yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And like this season has been a really, a really necessary title win. Like let's yeah, yeah. not totally lose sight agree. of that fact. I totally agree. But like my little boy, I kind of put I put this again in the WhatsApp group and it's the happiest day of my life. My boy society likes football. I think he's convincing himself rather than he actually does like it. But this is not this has been a tough season to try and introduce a child to football because you're like, come <laughs> and watch this ground out one nil win. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd rather we were winning one nil than getting beat to one and not winning the league because we need to. We've got no choice. Yeah, yeah. But if you were asking me this season. If I was fresh to football wiped my memory Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter 2 and I've also I've just life is new to me again I'd probably rather be a Girona fan this season than Barca and they've been pragmatic <laughs> yeah. and exciting so it's not like they've gone for, you know Rio of the past and got trounced every week and so th- this is the quandary Chavi's got for next season we're jumping ahead here but this is the quandary he's got for next season which is I don't think we I don't think he is allowed to ride another season winning the league one nil mm. You don't think so? I think he is. I don't. Especially, no, you don't. Within the within the within the club, I think he is. But I think the noise from fans oh, and media will very quickly go. My God, this is boring. Like I think the club need him to keep winning. Hundred percent. We need to we need to start playing better. And I think to the point that Troy has made a lot this season, which is a completely valid point. Which is we need to get more kids on. You're not doing that at one nil. Therefore, if we're going to start breeding these people, the, these people through for generations, we need to play more expansive football. If we're going to start getting people back to believing that we could do something bigger and start fearing us again, because there is an element of psychology in football, we've got to go and start playing expansive football in our style again. Like we can't go and beat these teams at their own game. It, eventually, it's going to run out, and so I think we need that from Chavi next season. We need more expansion. We need to see more exciting football especially if we're going to get dragged up the hill to Monduic and it's going to be pissing down oh, and cold yeah, and open yeah, and yeah. dark and dull like and less crowd let it be less crowd exactly we can't yeah. let it be one of those seasons like it already feels like it could be a forgotten season he needs to go and make it a memorable season i mean those are good points and th- this goes back to my thing of just he needs to coach you know because they're not going to be able to bring all the players that you see in the rumor. So you're going to have mm-hmm. to try to improve these players by five to 10% in this off season. And we, you know, I remember last season, the rhetoric was, Oh, you know, he just needs the off season. He needs the off season. All right. Well now, you know, he's won La Liga kudos, obviously, like you said, we needed the La Liga, but now mm-hmm. this is where the pressure comes, right? Everyone is gunning for us now the next season. Now with all the pressures, can he improve on the Champions League performance as well, because that is money that we desperately need as well. So all these new pressures, you know, that he has an experience as a coach are going to come into play. And so, you know, we talked about this offseason is really tricky and how he's going to approach these last matches. But again, you know, there's no time for for <laughs> to rest because the next match is Tuesday. <laughs> Did you o'clock. just 
just one point there, sorry, in terms of what we're doing. Yeah, did, yeah. You, did you find it? I thought Chavi's speech was <laughs> was about as uninspiring as it could have been, um, which was uh, a slight letdown, I suppose. Um, would you would you have ever would you ever bet that Busquets was going to have better speech than Chavi? Not un- not until about fifteen seconds into Chavi's speech, I wouldn't have done. No, I know, um, I know. Like on paper, I would crazy. have said, "Wow, Busquets!" Like I've never seen. It. Obviously, I understand why. Not not as personable. Uh, yeah. He was in the crowd doing all the things, and then Chavi's like, meh, meh, meh. you know, you're like, yeah, oh, Chavi's like, cheers, cheers, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming by. Um, but ultimately, we pay him to be Laporte could be the clown. We pay Chavi sure. to win games, right? Um, but anyway, on Busquets, I was going to say, sorry, is did you find? Did you think it was interesting? Because it's easy to throw out these trite cliches and these speeches, and Pep's a master of it, man. Just say stuff like, you know, it's impossible. We can't replace Kun Aguero. It's like you've signed Haaland, man. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but did you find it interesting that Busquets explicitly said, "This is the beginning"? Did you find those choice of words cliche, or did you find them interesting? Cliche. I am not sure because if I look at it right, this this could be classic career convincing myself, right? But if I look at it. <laughs> If you look at the base of the team that we and we've said this a lot this season, if you look at the base of the team that we've got, Testegan's still got a lot of legs to run, being a keeper. If you look at the core seven bodies in that team, there's there's, there's ten years worth of greatness potentially there. I know, I know. I mean and, I, and, and that's what keeps me going, you're only a few parts away. You're only a few parts away. And I thought his choice of words, he could have said lots of different things. And the fact they chose to say that, I found I found inspiring maybe that's a bit that's a bit much but it certainly gave me it gave me nice sensations to coin a spanglish phrase i like that but i would only i would only say my opinion could definitely change all on this offseason because yeah. this offseason will tell me how this is going to be structured as a club right mm-hmm. are we going to just grab free agents just to as we did this season, just to try to make Champions League and do that? Or are we having a plan and structurally trying to build the youth and just build those pieces around and being financially mm. stable, right? Those are things. Now, if we start to do that and we win La Liga next year or we, we have another great run of something next year, then I would definitely say yes. But I think it's too early to say that. I understand why he's saying that. I mean, he wants to inspire and do all that stuff. But also, I, I from my point of view right now, I find it a little cliche. But again, yeah. I'm open to change my mind. The different, uh, you know, especially coming from this offseason, we'll see what happens, especially, you know, with all the news of Alemani staying. Uh, first of all, with Alemani, is there another person on this face of the earth that hates doing TV interviews than Alemani? I mean, he just truts in there and he like they ask him questions and it's like he never wants to answer anything. It's like, why do you even go on TV? Like, I don't know what's your deal. But anyway, yeah. so I'm glad he's staying because that brings stability to this project. And as Troy has mentioned that about Alemani's ideas and the players that he's looking for and the financially responsible players that he wants to go after. I believe he is the right man for the job for what we need right now. Now, again, it's all going to, you know, come out this, this off season when we get all the, the player signings in our final mm-hmm. roster. But, you know, I think, yes, as I would just echo this, we do have the youth. I mean, we talked about last night in, in our WhatsApp group is that Balde is playing right back. What? Like, I mean, it's still incredible because when you think of other teams and their right back is injured, they're going to submit a right back. You know, they don't just shift easily as we have. And so, yes, we do have potential. 
of eight to ten years of greatness. But again, right? Sign Arahu, sign Gavi, and then yeah. we get on yeah, those things, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I. That's why I just keep echoing. Echoing. When we sign Arahu and Gavi, then I am going to be really excited about what comes after that because those mm-hmm. two are the most vital, most important signings that we need. And then I'll start to listen to all the rumors and maybe fantasizing about Kimmich and all this stuff. But first, it has to be Arahu and Gabi. When those players get signed, then you can start listening to the noise a little bit stronger. But again, those two players are the most vital because they are the foundation of this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we should probably just throw out there that Kimmich isn't happening. So I know. <laughs> I am. Just, I, of course. Just of course. That. I mean, um, any but- any player that's more than thirty mil. In a transfer, like that is such a hard. We're not going to be able to bring anyone yeah, in. Yeah, it's that not. Calendar, it's, so. it's it's not happening. But it'll be interesting to see when the summer moves start. Actually, and I think to Busquets' point, I think when we see some of the old guard move or some of the deadwood move, Jordi that's Alba. when I'll start to think it's a beginning. So I think Jordi Alba's the first chess piece that has to fall. Correct. Surely, um, I, I think there's there's a few other people that I would file under deadwood. Marcus Alonso, the world's youngest, oh, oldest yeah. man. <laughs> um, he, actually, you know what? You know what? I don't. I don't mind Marcos Alonso because he's on a a friendlier contract and he only has one season. So that's the thing. For me, the biggest dead weight right now is Jordi Alba. I think mm-hmm. he's more toxic in the locker room. I think you, we need to get rid of his voice out of there for him not to be a captain, and also more importantly, to get his thirty mil off the books. That mm-hmm. to me is the biggest dead weight. If we can get rid of him, I I'm going to be over the moon. I'm going to. That's like the hugest success of an off season because of the player, and I believe the toxicity that he has in the locker room. I just think we just need to ditch that and not have that option at left back, right? I think Balde is obviously going forward as the future, but just like last night when I watched Alba last night, I just get so irritated about him all the time. And obviously I know it's turned in the last three years. When he first came, I was love. I was loving Alba. Obviously he was one of the best left backs in the world, but just his, his recent run and stuff, I we need him mm. – his contract out the door. I mean, that just... Yeah, I think he's... Aspect. I think, the, you know, it, on paper, Jordi Alba is a seasoned professional that knows the club and that can inspire the young people. In reality, that's not that. I actually think you get more of that from Sergio Roberto because you get less of the hassle. Correct. You, get, you, know, you, don't, you don't get any less productivity, I would argue. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, so I would agree. And it's kind of a bit like Gary, Neville, Gary Neville's last season where you can just see that he's done, minus the fact that Gary Neville walked off into the sunset without costing Man United you know, the earth. Um, but I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting. What One last point to me on this season, right? Well, obviously not one last point on the season, but one last point, because we, we you know we've got the celebration and stuff yesterday. It left a very weird feeling for me. Like, I don't know if you listen to the Spanish football podcast, said Lord, yeah. feel really this much, but they, they were talking about how they, you know, objectively they feel like title wins mean less to Barca and Madrid than any other club. And they'd like to see other clubs win it more just because it would mean more. And it's, it's, sure. it's impossible to argue against that. Like, can you imagine if Virial done it this season yeah, or yeah, if yeah. Verona ever got it ever so I, I completely agree but yesterday left a strange feeling for me like I almost felt relief that we'd won and it was almost like it was almost like winning a thousand pound on a scratch card and it's like I haven't changed my life but I know that I can pay my rent easier this month so today is a good day I'm not overjoyed I'm not going to go and sprint down the street but happy days this is good and it left me with a really weird feeling so m- m- my point to myself last night while I was trying to sleep was would I rather have another season next season like this where we lift the title and I feel like I do now, which is 60% of it was successful? Or would I rather finish second, but we've played amazing football, loads of young kids, 
And I don't know, man, because the finances mean we have to win. But I don't know. Like, this is the least enjoyable title win we've ever had. Maybe the least enjoyable season we've had without it being a complete crisis, in my opinion. I mean, the American me is always titles, baby. You know, so mm. I but I understand the football philosophy that you're saying, because that is bullet point number one or two is why we're Barca fans is the mm. style and the way we play. And so, yeah, there's definitely a contrast in that because on one hand, you know, it's scoreboard, right? It's another La Liga title, which, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like I like you, I like the analogy because, you know, we want it, but at the same time, think about how many we've won since 2005, you know, it's become yeah. second nature to us, right? You know, I was watching the, uh, Arsenal Nottingham Forest and Nottingham Forest, mm -hmm. you know, avoided relegation and they look like they had won the first title in 15 years, right? And again, that is the like you know the differences of clubs in Europe, obviously, of being giants and minnows, right? And again, to your point, I mean, I always point to the title because champ, you know, championships are always great, but yeah, it is a difficult pill to swallow because again, if next season we don't see another improvement and we're pragmatic and we win La Liga. What does that, what does that tell us? Have we kind of, are we starting to lose the beautiful art identity that makes us Barca, you mm -hmm. know? And mm -hmm. again, you, you know, if you look at the thing, he's going to be able to, let's say if Chavi wins next season, another La Liga tile, that's two and three, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, but it's not beautiful, but yeah, winning is important, you know, and like, you know, for yeah. the money. It is it is an interesting philosophy because other teams wouldn't have this type of conversation, right? No. Other teams, other teams would be like, we won, we're great, we're number one, baby, let's go, you know, and that'd be fine. Yeah. But that is definitely the dichotomy of, you know, why we're, we're Kool-Aids and so forth. Yeah, and, and how arrogant to have this conversation, right? I'm, yeah, I'm completely sure. aware of what I'm saying that, you know, I'm, I'm almost quibbling over a title win and I'm saying, I'm saying that it left me feeling a little bit, a little bit flat yesterday still like it almost felt a little bit forced the celebration yesterday. yeah i, I can see that like, i know. can see that i think also and, maybe and because the strange. weekend before at espanol with the whole fiasco there i think also that felt that, like the win that, didn't it exactly exactly yeah and i think that kind of pushed it over you know you mentioned about the spanish football podcast about saying mm. other teams win again this is why i'm such a big proponent of a hard salary cap because mm -hmm. to have a minimum salary cap as we've always talked and a, and a max salary cap because then you can't just buy talent, right? Yeah. You have to be savvy in a way of getting talent, promoting your youth. And obviously it's going to promote more, you know, like in the NFL, as we see your team, the following season really truly has hope to win the Super Bowl because mm -hmm. of attrition and these type of things. I would love to see that in La Liga football as, as it once was in the early 2000s, you know, where we saw mm -hmm. teams like Deportivo, Deportivo de la Coruña win La Liga. Yeah. I mean, we'll never see that again. No, 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 I agree. And, and, and you're 100%, like, unless you're the Chicago Bears, you've got a chance of winning every year. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had to get that Had to get that in. Sorry, not sorry, anyone who's a Bears fan. But, you know, I, 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 like, I genuinely agree. Like, the, the, the monopoly of big clubs, despite the fact that we are one of the biggest, sure. it's like relegation battles are always more fun. Like, again, a point that Sid Lowe makes a lot is that jeopardy is more exciting than success, yeah. which is, you know, inherently inherently true, I think, as well. So I, I, would, I wouldn't be against it. Um, the other thing is that, you know, put some more rules around getting players through your through your systems, through your yeah. academies. Like, why is it that the Champions League has this homegrown players rule, which is nonsense, by the way, because you just sign, like Celtic, for example, just re-sign a goalkeeper that hasn't played a game in two seasons just because he's Scottish. Like, Richard uh, Richard Wright did it for City for a while. Now it's Scott Carson. Like, there's ways and means of getting around this. You know, everyone's got, got their ways. But, 
you know, there's, there's got to be more exciting. There's got to be more exciting football out there than we're seeing at the minute with City walking it. Madrid's last few years of domination. Obviously, we'll see what happens with us by and dominating for the last few years. There has to be a better way. I think just to kind of close on that, you know, I think if they did some sort of like salary percentage cut, if you promote within to kind of give you the benefit to like promote in that way, I think that would be go a long way. And the other thing too, is I think just going back to what we were saying, if we did win in an amazing style, scoring a lot of goals, I don't think we're having this idea of, you know, eh, it was just another La Liga title because then all of a sudden we played with the style. We played with ferocity. We played with attacking style that we love to see, you know, I mean, Again, I was just, I'm always on TikTok and of course I'm on the FC Barcelona algorithm and and sometimes Mm. I'll just see, I was watching old Messi uh, from 2009 or no, yeah, 2008. And I was just like, what the Uh, hell? I was just like, well, well, that's it. Like, you know, if if we, if we get around to doing a kind of like an archive of the season and you say, right, tell me your favorite game or favorite moment for the season. Exactly. What is That's the thing, you know, that's, that's why I put it to our Patreon community because when I think about this. I just think about first, the first thing I think about is our elimination from Champions League. It's not a happy thought. It's the elimination of Champions League for the first time yeah. in the round of, uh, you know, at the beginning of the quality rounds. And so when I look back, it's like, okay, we almost had a chance at Copa del Rey. Great. We won La Liga. Now I'm starting to look back. But like, tell me, tell me the Benzema match, Craig. Tell me the Benzema match this season. Yeah. Right? Well, what's well, it? Like, that, that's it. Minus. I can tell you players that exactly. have smashed it this year. We can yeah, we've, yeah. we'll name a few of them, but and and that's it. And I think it's it's those things that are making this feel a very weird celebration. And, and yesterday, I feel a bit forced. Is that the highlight reel was minimal? Yeah, shutouts. That's that's it. When I, we still yeah, won, yeah. right? I know. Let's end on a positive note. We won the league. First we won one the in league. Years. I like I said. I think just going back to to finish that point. I think what happened at Espanol has kind of tainted that. I think the long, you know, with the ultras mm. and all that stuff. I think that ultimately happened. But anyway, we are La Liga champions. There's another match on Tuesday night. Like I said, it's at Valladolid at ten o'clock, an early night here in Spain. Just kidding. Uh, again, ten o'clock kickoff. I just <laughs> that's even for me. I'm a late owl. Crazy. That's still way too late. But anyway, we have uh, Valladolid on Tuesday. And then Mallorca on Sunday, then Celta Vigo to finish off on June 4th. So we're closing the season. We have some exciting things in store. We're going to do a yearbook. I don't know. We're we're still talking about the topics of what we're going to do, but we're looking forward to that. And then the summer's upon us where we're going to take a look at some of those transfers Mm -hmm. who will not record as much, but will still have content as well. Craig, thanks for joining me. I know... It's Sunday night. It's time. It's late for you over there, isn't it? It's like nine o'clock, ten o'clock over there. It's, but... nine, it's nine o'clock, and I'm not a night owl anymore, unfortunately. So yeah, I've got a cup of tea, and bed is calling me. <laughs> Next episode is Wednesday. Troy will have a review of the match of the lead. Until then, Forza Barça. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.